Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy. I'm your Hallmark, former Hallmark hater. Wow. We're going to dive right in. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, friends, we would love for you to join us on Instagram. You can find us at Girls Gone Hallmark or at Megan and Wendy. Jump into our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. Hey, we just hit 500 over there. And you know, we only started that group a year ago. And I know that might seem like peanuts. I was going to say small peanuts. Is that small peanuts? Small potatoes. Potatoes. Thank you very much. Um, The 500 organically, we don't know any of these people except for like a few. It makes me very happy. We're in a, we have a group of 500 people. Yeah. And it's an engaged group. Love it. I mean, even this morning, like I logged out, I'm like, look at these people are talking and we don't have to give them any prompts. Yes. It's a delightful group. It is. What's not delightful, though? <laughs> Let's just jump right into it. Okay. We received a recent two-star review and I have thought about this review. It's been living rent-free in my head. Tell me more. Should we read it? <laughs> yeah. Plain. I'm a Swifter 13. Is Megan. <laughs> Title, I tried. Ugh, this could easily be a five-star podcast, but unfortunately, it falls way short. All y'all have to do is some research. You know nothing about the actors, actresses in these movies you're bashing, but then you're like, give us five stars. Um, no. And who watches Hallmark movies for the small details? You give a movie two stars because one small thing distracted you in a throwaway scene. Ridiculous. It has to be in response to an older episode, don't you think? I will admit that in the early days of Girls Gone Hallmark, we didn't know Jack. We didn't know anything. We were just out here. I thought, let's make a Hallmark podcast. <laughs> it wasn't even a Hallmark podcast. It was a bonus episode on another podcast that we did. It was just a let's have fun. And mm-hmm. it was fun. And it's been over three years now. And we know... Yeah, 2020 I know, is when I just, we started. My eyes just popped out of my head, really? Yes. Wow. We started that podcast October 2020 with Jingle Bell Bride. So three years, dozens of movies we've reviewed. Mm-hmm. If you listen to those early episodes, we didn't know anything. If you listen now, we do the research. We know these actors, A, because we've watched a lot of movies, B, because we know what they're up to and we're doing the research. Not just the actors, the directors, The costume designers, the writers. I know. So I would agree that if you listen to an early episode, you might be disappointed. If you're still listening, I'm a Swifter 13. Listen to a more recent episode and see what you think. That being said, we do focus on the small details. Now, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Do some people watch Hallmark movies to just let them wash over them? Totally. When I'm not reviewing a Hallmark movie, I have many a time have had a Hallmark movie on in the background yeah. or my husband's watching it, and I'm not paying attention. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for the did you see that's. But watching a movie and reviewing a movie are two different things. And I think if you, I've said this before, if you want someone to say, I loved this movie every time, then a review podcast probably isn't the place for you. Yeah. Or there's probably a podcast that'll give you that. <laughs> It ain't us. I just wish I knew what movie it was. It was probably somebody who, like, loved Tyler Hines. <laughs> it was probably, like, an old episode. I was not kind to Tyler Hines and his crazy hairdo a couple years ago. That's true. So maybe they just, you know, I said something that offended somebody. I'm sorry. To be fair, I have taken 
negative reviews in the past to heart mm-hmm. in a way. Like someone said on our other podcast, maybe it was this one. All they do is scream. Oh, yeah. It was this one. <laughs> you're right. Um, by the way, if you're in Canada, we'd love for you to leave a review to blur out the initial <laughs> negative review this podcast received from a Canadian listener. However, I like, first of all, we're not going to stop yelling. That's how we talk. We're passionate. That is right. However, I do make sure that our levels are set so that if we're yelling about something in a podcast, it's not going to blow out your ears and your in your headphones. So I can take constructive criticism. Sure. So can I. I mean, I get might get my feathers ruffled. A Absolutely. Bit. <laughs> but once I calm down, I really do try to, you know, make improvements. Early, in the early days of this podcast, we were uh, kindly told by a fellow podcaster that we should do some more research. Yes. And ever since then, uh-huh. I've really dug in. I know what DM and which person you're talking about. A person that we very much enjoy. Yes. And respect. And took that note to heart. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So... Moving on. Stay tuned for some Hallmark news and notes because I really did some research this this time around. And just wait for it. Uh, Haul Out the Holly lit up. I got a real deep cut in some Hallmark news and notes there. Oh, I can't wait. I'm really proud of it. Well, it is time for Hallmark news and notes. All right. Give me what you got. First up. The Way Home, we talked recently that they were filming. They have set a premiere date for January 21st. That sets it almost exactly a year from its original premiere date. Exciting. I'm excited. I can't wait. We will be covering that. Weigh in via Instagram DM or in our Facebook group about the format you'd like to see those episodes take. Yeah, I can't remember. Did we keep We did moment-by-moment moment recaps of the entire series, which... I think for a series like Way Home worked, but you let us know. It didn't work for Ride when we recapped that. It was a bit of a snoozer. Ride did get canceled. I don't think we've talked about it here on the podcast. Indeed, it did. Um, Wendy is not sorry to see that one. I'm not. I'm not. It was not a great show. (laughs) As I said in our group, I didn't hate it. I think they could have done more with it. I'm not heartbroken to see it gone. Next up, speaking of shows coming to Hallmark, Lacey Chabert will headline a new unscripted series. It's called Celebrations with Lacey Chabert. And according to the Deadline article, it will feature the actress as she surprises kids, families, and adults who are making a positive impact in their communities by throwing them the celebration of a lifetime. This will air on Hallmark Media's subscription service, which we know as Hallmark Movies Now. That's such a weird spot for it. I will say that I think Hallmark Movies Now isn't your best investment for watching Hallmark movies Mm -hmm. unless you just want older stuff. Yeah. So I kind of think they have been quicker to bring this year's movies to the platform, but I do think they need to beef up that service a little bit. And I think putting a series with its number one star headlining is not a bad way to do it. It's smart, but why not put it on Peacock? Well, because Hallmark isn't... I guess they're not owned by... all the bread and butter from... They just have a distribution deal with Peacock. My second question is, how does she have the time to do this? Like, I'm trying to think... She put out like five or six movies this year. Right, but in Hallmark world, that's 10 to 15 weeks of work. True. Fair point. My last thing is, is she known for her 
parties she likes to throw. Lacey Chabert considers herself a lifelong DIY enthusiast oh. and fell in love with party planning while coming up with creative ways to bring her daughter's birthday ideas to life. Perfect. So that's how they marry those two okay. ideas. I like it. I like it. I like it. I, I can't say I'll – I don't know. All I have a subscription to HMN, so maybe I will watch it. Should we recap it? <laughs> I'm not sure that it, it calls for that. Okay. I imagine there's going to be some real tearjerker moments, oh. and I don't think they need me coming in hot with my okay. takes. Finally, in a recent Hallmark press release, we got some numbers. Mm. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Hallmark is just – Celebrating wins left, right, and center. Knocking them out of the park. So, A Merry Scottish Christmas was the number one most watched movie on, wait for it, ad-supported cable. So, I guess With like... commercials. Yes. Okay. To date among households, total viewers, women and persons 18 plus, 25 to 54, 18 to 49, and 55 plus. Um... Holiday Hotline was the number one most watched entertainment cable programming among households, total viewers, and women and persons 18 plus. This elevated Hallmark to be the number one cable network of the week in total day, weekend total day, and weekend prime among quite a few key demos. Of course, this is pre-Merry Thanksgiving weekend, mm-hmm. right? Which had a lot of... New premieres. So there's no way Biltmore didn't just like knock it out of the I park. Had to have. Again, we're recording this on a Monday, and we don't have Biltmore numbers yet. A world record Christmas on movies and mysteries was the number one most watched entertainment cable program on Thursday. That's a big win Ooh. on a Thursday. Yeah, it is. Obviously, it's entertainment cable, so sports is not held in that number. And finally, listen to this. Combined, Hallmark Channels and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries have reached 28.4 million unduplicated viewers this far in the season. We got to point out that we are in a declining cable viewership era. So for a cable network to continue to grow and knock it out of the park, it says really great things about the network. Yeah. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them, too. Let's do a synopsis for A Merry Scottish Christmas. Sure thing. When estranged siblings, Lindsay and Brad Morgan, travel to Scotland at Christmas to reunite with their mother, Joe, a big family secret is revealed. Starring Lacey Chabert and Scott Wolf. This movie was written by Andrea Canning and Audrey Shulman. Now, I will say that the IMDb did also credit director Dustin Riker as a writer. Mm-hmm. However, the Hallmark cast sheet and the credits in the movie give writing credits alone mm. to Audrey and Andrea. Okay. Audrey Shulman has seven writing credits, including Every Time a Bell Rings, The 27-Hour Day, and As Luck Would Have It, a delightful Hallmark film. Andrea Canning has 21 writing credits, which for Hallmark include A Parish Proposal, Christmas Bedtime Stories, and... South Beach Love. Megan really hated South Beach Love, if I recall correctly. I should go back and listen to our review. It didn't hit for me, but it hit for a lot of people. Yeah, we get a big download numbers on that episode. Mm-hmm. This movie was directed by Dustin Reichart. Dustin has 26 directing credits. Previous Hallmark movies include Where Are You Christmas and Next Stop Christmas. Our star... In a dual-star weekend for her, or week, excuse me, Lacey Chabert plays Dr. Lindsay Morgan. She has 176 acting credits. She shows no sign of slowing down. Obviously, she has her new series coming out, 
but she has appeared in six Hallmark movies this year alone, in addition to voice work on Harriet the Spy and Harley Quinn. So I think the answer to your question is she just doesn't like to sit down. She likes to work. Yeah, I'm into that, too. I like to work, too. Uh, Scott Wolf plays Brad Morgan. Now, you might ask, what has Bailey Salinger been doing since the year 2000? And it's working steadily. Mm-hmm. He's had roles in series like Everwood, The Nine, V, The Night Shift, and Perception, but most recently has been in 63 episodes of Nancy Drew on The CW to round out his 51 acting credits. Nancy Drew? Right. Didn't that make you want to go watch it? You're like, I there's kind a CW of. series with Scott Wolf. I, I know. I'm, I'm going to look for it, I think. Yeah. I love a CW series. James Robinson plays Mac Bell. This Scottish Wowie Zowie has 28 acting credits, although this does appear to be his first Hallmark movie. It isn't his first TV Christmas movie. He was in Saving Christmas with Ashley Newbrow, which aired somewhere other than Hallmark. That other channel? No. Oh. <laughs> Kelly Blaze plays wife Sarah Morgan. In addition to acting, Kelly is an accomplished singer. She starred in the Irish rom-com The O'Briens and contributed two original songs to the film. To this film? To The O'Briens. Oh, my bad. Friend of the show, Keith Costumes, did the costume for Lacey Chabert and Scott Wolfe. And finally, A Merry Scottish Christmas was filmed on location, mostly in Ireland, with some filming done in Scotland. The Duns Castle Estate in the Scottish Borders doubles as the fictional Glencrave Castle. And uh, filming was done over the summer, wrapping in early July 2023. Nice. First impressions. I disagree with many people about this movie. My brain is like working, working, working. Where have I? Okay, you disagree because people didn't like this movie? Well, you're just going to have to wait and see. Okay. My first impression is what's in the Fountain of Youth is Scott Wolf drinking? Oh Give me some. <laughs> Mr. Dimples. I mean, he looks very young. I know he had like a little bit of gray, which is fine. But like his face still looks very young to me. Yeah. I don't know how that works. So... I personally haven't seen Scott Wolf in a minute. Obviously, as we know from our news and notes, he's been working. Right. Um, I kind of forgot how much I like him. <laughs> he's just such a little cutie on screen. The opinions about this movie were m- middle of the road. They were more negative than positive. Okay. I think a lot of people felt like it's not fully baked. Okay. There were a lot of ideas here. Mm-hmm. My feeling watching this movie, did I think it was the best Hallmark movie of the season? No. However, I liked this movie. And I went into this movie prepared to be disappointed because as you know, you're listening to this episode a full week after this movie aired. We were traveling. We adjusted our schedule. I had time to see the Twitter talk and the Facebook Mm -hmm. group talk and all of that, the Instagram stories. I was prepared to be disappointed. And maybe that colored my view Mm because I went in ready to be at like Christmas at Castle Heart level. Yeah. Which was a disappointment. Sure. It wasn't that for me. No, this was better than that movie for sure. For sure. This is not the biggest swing Hallmark is going to take this year, of course. I don't necessarily want Hallmark to be constantly reinventing the wheel. I want Hallmark to do what Hallmark does best and I want them to do it well. Sometimes I want a movie like this. Mm -hmm. They're not all going to be the Santa Summit. They're not all going to be time traveling at the Biltmore Estate. They're not all going to be three wise men and a baby where you get the three hottest dudes on the network <laughs> and a baby and then everyone's ovaries explode. Sure. 
this felt very classically Hallmark to me. Yeah. And I think it was done fairly well. Also, you got the Duke and Duchess nonsense. Like, surprise, you could be a Duke or Duchess if you choose to claim the title. Aside from that, mm. very much of this story is relatable. The it is? estranged family situation. There's some secrets. I want to talk a little bit more about the mom keeping some things from her children, dealing with infertility yeah. and decisions about our family. I love my job, but I don't love all the parts of my uh, job. Too many things, maybe? Well, sure. But I do think those storylines, a lot of it felt very relatable. Sure. I agree with that. I agree with most of what you're saying. <laughs> I Let me piggyback on what you were saying about how we're reviewing this like a week later than usual. Yeah. It is hard to not read the other opinions mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of went in going, oh, this is going to be a very middle of the road movie. And for me, it was a very middle of the road movie. It doesn't mean I didn't like it. I enjoyed the acting, the story a little bit. I think there's some things to be picked apart about it. Mm -hmm. And I'll get to that in my wish. But I think there was so much hype built around it because of like reuniting mm. the party of five actors, right? Lacey and Scott. And I do think those two together had like a very nice natural rhythm mm -hmm. to their acting. It made me wonder. I was like, does it just click for them again? You know, like when you, yeah. you see a friend in a, not in a long yeah, time. Yeah, they played just, siblings for years. Right. So... I was very interested in that. I just, it was okay. You know me, I don't like a royal movie. So I I did stick it out and watch the whole thing, did not fall asleep. Mm. I, it was just very middle of the road for me. That's not that far off from my feelings about it either. Okay. Do you have any specifics of what you liked about well, this look, movie? I, I, I love Lacey Chabert. And you might recall early in this podcast, I was not a Lacey fan. No, you didn't like her at all. In the I early days. would avoid her movies. Lacey, <laughs> I, I apologize. I just, she gets better and better for me. Every time I see her on screen, she's so comfortable to watch. We got to, because of the timing, I watched two of her movies back to back. And I just, I just love her. She really has earned that Queen of Christmas place for mm. me. And it's not just by the numbers. Will Kemp, what a delight to oh see him on screen with her. This was not a surprise because I kn knew from social media that he was the cameo in this movie. But that whole scene was amazing. So fun. Really well executed with the dancing bits. Mm -hmm. He's so – he's. I just love him. I think he and Lacey are perhaps – the best romantic pairing I've ever seen for the two of them. But you know what? That's really funny because they've only been in two movies together, right? Where they're a pair. Mm -hmm. Of course, they were in that Waltz movie, which I really enjoyed. And then they were in that Deadly Tango movie that I don't think I watched from the summer. I think you did watch it. No? I don't think we reviewed it. We didn't review it. But they have it. Such an appeal together. Yes. This scene, I thought, was really clever the way it was written like with the whole like you look familiar mm -hmm. I, it just i thought it was cute and then the whole dancing stuff i just i liked it all i, liked I did it all. too her I, I only know how to waltz and tango adorable mm -hmm. yeah i loved that oh i wrote down here poor mac would never stand a chance with Lindsay if will's character wasn't married to mac's sister 
Max is super wowy. I think he is too, but I have some wishes about him. Ooh. I love their childhood story about the dirty reindeer. Mm. There and then that they like revisited yeah. while they were drinking. And I looked up on Pinterest, I was like, is there such thing as a dirty reindeer? Which sounds like an alcoholic drink to yeah. me. But not even Pinterest like even pulled up anything about a dirty reindeer. Do you remember what's in it? It, like everything, it was like oh. cookie crumbs and uh, um, so could we make candy? Blog post about it. Oh no, that's gross. It sounds disgusting. Like I don't know if I would drink it, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was very cute. Keith costumes made the dress oh, for Lacey. Dress. I think he only did costumes for Lacey and Scott in this movie. But this dress at the end. I loved the neckline on it so much. It wasn't just a straight across strapless dress. It came up a little bit, like mm. near the armpits. I don't know anything about clothes mm. <laughs> other than it's a pullover or a hoodie. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> but it just was so pretty. And it was like this dark green. I just thought it was lovely. Just lovely. It was a showstopper. She had a couple coats. She had a solid green coat. And then she had a green uh, plaid coat as she was leaving that Keith Costume says he loves a coat moment. The costuming was... It was good. Plus. And then finally, I do love I fast forward one year at the end. Yeah. It always makes me so happy. And I was happy to see that Brad and Sarah had had a baby. That baby was older than however old it could possibly be. It was a big baby. I didn't even really But the oldest that, it could be is three months. Yeah. And that baby was a, a big baby. Was it a year old at the point? <laughs> All right. What did you wish for? I'm guessing maybe you didn't have many wishes because you liked it so much. I have a question in place of a wish. Okay. Do, does mom mm-hmm. owe her children a relationship with a family she didn't have a relationship with? That is really interesting. Hold on a second. I thought I had the same note in my question. Here it is. Would you be mad at your mom for not telling you about your royal roots? I have thought about this a lot since watching this movie. And I I understand Lindsay and Brad feeling like, wait, we have this whole life. And not even so much the royalty part, but we had an uncle. We had this whole world that we didn't know about. But mom left the family because she didn't want the life that she would have had to live. Mm -hmm. And as a result, became estranged from them and didn't have a relationship with her brother. That's not that unusual of a storyline. Obviously, the Duchess part is nonsense, but (laughs) plenty of families don't have relationships. And it's not always a big dramatic moment. It's like I stepped away from the family because what they wanted and what I wanted weren't the same. And our relationship didn't continue. And her relationship with her brother was a casualty of that. Her brother was just kind of an innocent bystander and all of that. But then at what point... Does she owe her children that information, if at all? I don't think she does. There's no there's no big sit-down, like, oh, you have to come to Scotland right now, and we have to talk about this, and now it's going to rock your world. I, I don't think she owes them that. Yeah, and it would be at a detriment to her, because she didn't have a relationship, so now she's got to be like, look, it's really painful for me, but now I have to introduce you to that person? Mm-hmm. Family, you you don't know what you don't know, and family is a lot more than just the people you're blood-related to. Right. Okay. I mentioned this earlier. I do think there are a few things that can be picked apart about this movie. Mm -hmm. Here is my number one. I have four. The resolution over keeping the came at warp speed at the end. The end of this movie, so many things like tied up, but like, too quickly. Mm-hmm. Too, too quickly. 
I just thought it was like overly rushed and condensed. And I thought like you could have done without some scenes earlier. Like remember when they went whiskey tasting and then the whole dancing scene mm-hmm. when Will Kemp comes. But then thinking about it, I was like, they can't cut those things because the whole tie-in was how the Morgans were of the people mm-hmm. in that town. Mm-hmm. They were one of them. So you can't cut all that backstory where they're like immersed in this town. Yeah. To have like a slower resolution at the end. So it makes sense to me. I just, it just came really fast. I had envisioned a different resolution. Which was what? Well, when she's in the doctor's office with Max's mom and Max talk, her mom, his mom is talking about how there's more work than she can handle and she doesn't love the paperwork. I was thinking, well, obviously the solution is for them to co-run this practice together. Of course. I thought the same thing. And then they both talk about how much they hated paperwork. Well, her brother's this tax attorney. Mm -hmm. All dude does is paperwork. Have him take over that portion and then they can co-run this. You know, Mac can kind of take over the day-to-day operations. Of the castle. Of the castle while they're overseeing it. Right. And that felt more cohesive to me than stop the car. I'll help you run this. But with what does that look like? She says, oh, I figured out how to run my own practice. I can figure this out too. But what does that mean? She's just going to run the day-to-day? There wasn't – she didn't actually discuss, like, I'm going to work as a doctor here. Right. He didn't discuss – what actual they were just going to run this together and be siblings yeah and i thought too like they don't need the both of them there if she wanted to go back to america and be a doctor she could Mm -hmm. and then the brother could have stayed there with his Mm -hmm. wife and they could have been whatever they are duke and duchess you know and they can and mac can still run the castle or whatever yes and they could still repair their brother sister relationship without living in the same place exactly i just thought like it's not they're not both needed there Mm -hmm. One decision does not hinge on the other. Like, if he wanted to stay, she didn't have to. If she wanted to stay, he didn't have to. Mm. They don't both need to stay. Mm. You know, I don't like royal things, but this is this how, like, royal lineage works in terms of, like, there is no one in the royal family to be named next whatever. And so they just give it to two random people who are blood-related but, but are they- Americans. Yeah. We we saw how the royal family welcomed an American to their family. (laughs) So the Scottish people are just going to be like, yeah, these two like Americans, no problem. Well, okay, there's lots going on here. One, I don't think that this is how it works, but he is the next in line. He is the next blood relative in line, he and the sister. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's like, yes, he's an American but he's an American member of this family, not some rando American that yeah, they swept okay. him off the street while he was on a tour. Mm-hmm. But I, there was some pushback that this is not how the titling and the lineage works. It's too complicated for me. I don't fully understand mm-hmm. it. I thought you might know. I know. I can never because I don't ever understand it. It's all very complicated. Okay. Like, you know, when Queen Elizabeth was the queen her husband, his title, it was never king. Like, when she was the queen, her husband was not the king. Uh-huh. But when William becomes king, Kate will become a queen. Oh. Like, it works differently. Oh. Isn't that odd? Yeah, that is weird. I don't understand it. I don't think it's accurate. But very simplified for the purposes of the movie. Very simplified, right? Yes. Because isn't there, like, a... 
you've seen Princess Diaries. She's Princess of Genovia, and she's <laughs> never met her grandmother. As I was writing my notes, I was like, well, there was the Princess Diaries. That's that's my... Yeah, I mean, he's related. They are definitely in line for the titles. It's just weird to me. It's not that weird, I guess, but... It's just like, oh, okay, here, we have this opening. Would you like to be Duke and Duchess? Yeah, but I don't think anything comes with it. There's no, like, actual leadership. They're just running the manor. They're not, like, lawmakers. Okay. Now, here is what I could not understand. Lindsay seemed to be upset that Brad decided to stay and become the Duke. Mm. You didn't catch that? I... Couldn't decide how she felt. I thought, like, how does this decision affect her? It really doesn't. And I thought then that maybe she was pulling so hard for Mac to, like, obviously Mac's not going to become the Duke, but she wanted Mac to have the job. Mm. Like, she cared more about Mac than she did about her brother's happiness because truly, like, Brad was very unhappy with his job. To me, it seemed like he hated his wife. Yeah, so that I don't know why she was upset. My take on it, as a person who's had a relationship of envy with a sibling, mm-hmm. I thought she was like, oh, wait, oh. you're just going to take it and not discuss it with me? Because I originally thought maybe they couldn't both do it. Yeah. Then it became clear that in this, however this works, they both could do it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she felt like left out of the decision or if she felt like, oh, now we're repairing our relationship and you're going to be across the ocean and that's going to be complicated. Or if she felt like a little bit of obligation, like, oh, you're the better kid now taking over. Mm. I don't know. Mm. It wasn't answered. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. I thought Mac was giving Lindsay a real hard sell on moving to Glen, Glen Crave. Mm-hmm. Glen Crave. Um, he was so smitten with her. Mm. Yet, I did not find them to have a whole lot of chemistry. Hmm. He just was very, hmm. very nice to look at. But yeah, that makes up for a lot. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's no Will Camp. Um, and finally, I did not love Brad's wife, Sarah. Not the actress. The actress was fine. I, I didn't like her character so much. She had a ton of opinions about, like, staying at Glen Crave. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's not your place, babe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're – do you disagree? No, not – I don't. I mean, she's married to Brad, but this is Brad's family's thing, right? I don't know. Her decision, her opinion certainly is important when they're like deciding if they're going to move there as a couple and kind of like start over. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. And did you notice that like the mom was always saddled with Sarah? Like the two siblings would go off and do their own thing and then it'd be like the mom and the daughter Yeah, no wonder you two are having marital troubles. You just keep bailing on your wife. Totally. Totally. Um, Anyway, that's... Those are the things I wished for. So it's time for you to see that. And this is what I thought was interesting. Um, Obviously, we have Lacey and Scott, who starred in Party of Five. I have not seen that show in 20-something years. Mm -hmm. I watched the reboot, which was fine. Um, Oh, there was only one season of that reboot, huh? It was really good, too. It was a nice take on the reboot. I mean, I have a very basic memory of this show. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not holding on to all the details. However, there were some Party of Five Easter eggs thrown in. Yes. 
Like they go to the bar Salinger's. Loved it. And the bartender's name is Charlie. I did not catch that, though. And Brad's wife's name is Sarah, which, of course, was Jennifer Love Hewitt's character's name on the show. I didn't know that either. Also, they say, I love you the most. I'm pretty sure that's a line from the show. Oh, no. That show is real depressing. I don't know if that's a show I would want to go back and watch. I did see some reviews from people saying, like, oh, I've never seen the show. So those took me out of the moment they don't land yeah i mean i understand that they don't land they didn't feel distracting to me it wasn't like you needed to understand that salingers was the name of their family and therefore that wasn't my feeling tell me some year did you see that uh did you peep keith costumes at the beginning of this movie oh my gosh i saw on twitter him talking about it and then i didn't see it so it is in the scene where scott and lacy come to the castle and hamish is like being like in that small group he's standing there in the foyer yeah there's only like six of them less than that i think but he's like in the back big huge grin he's got a (gasps) selfie stick yeah i was back and watch i totally messaged him i was like is this you (laughs) it was so fun to see oh i love it yeah that was really cool Another did you see that is when the butler gives the mom a letter from the dead brother. She's in like in her bedroom. Mm. There's a stack of vinyl albums on the floor. Like she's just been listening to them, Mm -hmm. which is like super weird. On the top is a Donna Summer album and it's called Live and More. And I thought, what an interesting choice. Like whoever dressed the set, why did they choose a disco record that she was just so happy to be listening to? It was just one of the ones in the bargain record bin. Probably, right? (laughs) So random. That's funny. And finally, did you notice the awful pixelated painting of the family? Yeah, it like hurt my eyes to look at it. I was like, what is happening there? I feel like AI could have done a better job. I I don't know who's doing this stuff. Well, I just, it felt like... Obviously, the point was they weren't supposed to immediately be able to recognize their mother, I guess. Okay. I think I would recognize my mother if she were in a portrait. But I I agree. And then they did it again at the very end. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. Anyway. All right. Are you ready to rate this guy? Three and a half stars. I gave it three and a half stars as well. So that's so interesting that you really liked it. And I thought it was very middle of the road. Three and a half right down the middle. I mean, technically, two and a half is down the middle of a five-star rating. Girl, man, girl. Ah. Hey. I got a sudden dummy. <laughs> Look, if you like this podcast, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. Open up the Apple Podcast app. We'd love your five stars. We'll be back tomorrow with Holly at the Holly 2. Lit up. Bye. Bye. Are you tired of waiting for sparks to fly on your dating app? Do you dream of running through airports to deliver an out-of-breath, unplanned monologue? Then stop doom-scrolling and start listening to Meet Cute Rom-Coms, feel-good love stories that take you from chance encounter to grand romantic gesture in just 15 minutes. We're bringing rom-coms back. Get a brand new Meet Cute series on the first Tuesday of every month, with new episodes twice a week. Fall in love with Meet Cute Rom-Coms, wherever you find your podcasts. Is this where we kiss.